Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode I speak to the founder and CEO of the Destination Club, Sekou Saunders. Sekou, welcome to the show, I really appreciate your time. How have you been? I'm good, I'm good, thanks for having me. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name again is Sekou, Sekou Saunders, uh, originally from New York. And my company is called The Destination Club. So it's a travel vacation uh, club slash company. Uh, we international only right now. Well, I'll go into your business a bit later, but I always ask where the initial love for travel uh, for the individual started. So for you, where did it all begin? Maybe the first time I ever traveled outside of um, America was my high school graduation uh, to Cancun. But then a few years later, I had an opportunity to go to Japan uh, for a, um, a concert series. Um, I come from like a music background. Father was an agent. Uh, so then we started doing music festivals. So I had an opportunity to go out there. And then it was just, it was an awesome trip. Japan to Hawaii and then back to Atlanta. I was like, okay. <laughs> I see it. I need to get outside of this box, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's where the love originally started. Was there anything transformative, would you say, about your early stages of travel? The culture was, was, was different. Um, to be honest, it was funny because at that time, it was, I guess, at that time, now African-Americans travel a lot more than they did, like, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So at the time, it was like a culture shock because literally people were hopping out of taxis to try to ask me for photos. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Well, like, in, in, in Japan, they were asking you for photos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I assume it's because, it, it, is it because they don't really see many black exactly. people? But is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, exactly. But um, so there, of course, like the, the toilets so on the floor, like the, just everything was just, it was just different. It just, it just changes the way I started thinking about everything. Like from there, even when they went to the Dominican Republic, the way like even in, if you're in a poverty stricken area, how happy and they are and how how strong their family ties are, you know, from uh so it just it just changes your whole mindset of what's important, you know, and, and moving forward. And like for me, before I did start traveling, I was really into like material things and possessions and that kind of faded away as I as I travel, you know. I was quite, a, I wouldn't say massively materialistic individual myself, but travel helped me sort of, I, to be honest with you, I don't really buy too much stuff now, clothes-wise, you know, you wear yeah. the same tops, same, I think the only time I, I think for myself, mm-hmm. I would buy, a, a, let's say a t-shirt would be when I go traveling, you know, t-shirt to say I've been here sort of stuff. So <laughs> I think the materialistic side, I think one, one thing does with travel it does make you realize actually what's important, what's not important. And actually, you, I just wanted to pick up on what you just said there about the culture shock itself when you first experienced when they would want to take photos. What did you think? Uh, did you think this is bizarre? You know, it doesn't happen to me in the United States. Did you well, think that? Or did you think, I guess? Well, they- yeah, it was bizarre at first, but then it was honestly, even the energy or the, 
I've, I've just felt, I want to say like, it, it just, yeah, I don't know. The feeling, the feeling was different. It was, it was, it was like you were embraced and accepted and, and they were in love before they even knew you. So it wasn't like a negative energy. And then you have to switch it to, oh, okay, he's cool. It started off with like, oh, positive and great energy. And then, so versus my experience in, in the States and when I'm in new destinations and new areas, new cities. I traveled to Vietnam just before the pandemic hit and I was with a, with a, with a friend who was black as well and they were touching her hair because they hadn't, well, it was like, and she took it slightly differently, you know, how dare you sort of touch my hair sort of stuff, but you well, took it. Your hair touched anyway. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so sorry? I said black women don't like their hair touch. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But she took it differently. But so, so your your input was actually no. I feel um, I feel as though I'm being loved here. You know, it's different to the United States in that. Well, you know, with, with, with social media and the internet, and you know, like everything's changed. So now things are like more common. Like I still have friends that are in certain countries. Like I went to Sweden, for example, and I was in a city that was three outside of three hours outside of Stockholm, and uh, they've actually never even met a black person before you know so that's still that's still a thing you know so uh yeah but it's just you know now i'm things are still changing but now i still even in america when i walk in a restaurant i i still feel like okay i'm being looked at you know eyes on me especially if it's a nice restaurant you know versus like if i'm in another country but it could just be because they say like oh he's american so it could just be that and not the actual it could just be the American part and not the fact that I'm a black man, but of course, yeah. The way the accepting feels, the acceptance feels different. We come on to your work actually, so and your business, and I can see you got a, a t-shirt on that says, "Well, actually, endorses your business." So, so explain what it is and how did it all begin, and who who were the key people really behind it? Was it yourself? Did you have any other people? No. So the company is the Destination Club. Um, the idea of it is to get away from the all-inclusives because generally before I started the company, every time I went to on a vacation, I would stay in an all-inclusive resort. And it came to a point where I didn't really know where, like literally if you took, you don't know where you are if it wasn't for the staff and the, and the food, you know, you just know you're on a nice beach, you know, a, a nice, a nice uh, uh, resort, but you can't actually appreciate where you travel to. So I went on a trip to um, Australia, to Sydney. Um, with a friend that I met in LA and she just had, she worked, I believe she worked for Sony. And before I came, like everything was laid out what we were going to do. So like, if we go to a place, there's no lines, you know, you're, I didn't have to think about anything from the moment I landed to the moment I left, everything was, was laid out for me. So that just made the, my vacation was just completely different. I really got to see the place that I went. So literally after that trip, I, when I came back, I was living in LA at the time. I went back to LA and I was like, this is how people need to travel and vacation. And so that kind of like really sparked the idea. So I just started from there. I just went, I was looking for the first place that I can start the company. Um, and it ended up being Dominican Republic just because I thought like Dominican Republic has everything and then you get a lot for your money. So I lived there for like six months because there's a lot of companies too that like they just scout online and figure things out without actually going. So I was like, no, I want to at least go. So all of my trips, we I go for at least three weeks, you know, to really like get a, get a real feel and plan it out in my head with what people enjoy 
what they want, make sure it's safe, everything like that, and then plan everything out start to finish. Are there any other competitors that are doing exactly the same thing, or is this very unique? In the last few years, I've seen a lot more pop up for all demographics. Uh, but I think still what separates mine is like a lot of the itinerary wise, there's a lot of like free time for you to like, you know, day at your leisure, you know, enjoy your thing and then go have a trip and we'll do a certain amount of things, uh, maybe nightlife one day, maybe an excursion, two of the days you're here. So, but for mine, yes, it's all this. So from the moment you land, airport pickup to hotel check-in, welcome dinners, I try to find what's and and we explore. So each each country is different. Um, like we, I try to add two new destinations per year because I get a lot of um, people that come back on another trip. So the idea is like, hey, let's see the world together. So I don't want to move too fast, and then we, they miss too many destinations. Um, and then you're able to build like relationships with new people because a lot of times when you travel, like I've waited on friends. They say, hey, let's go, but then when it's time to put the money down, when it's time to travel, something happens. So for mine, there's, I want to say maybe even women, maybe like 30% are solo travelers, but then, um, but on the next trip, they'll end up maybe coming back with somebody that they met online. So that's always cool, you know, or even to see them hanging out in America, even though they live in different states, they met on a vacation and then become real friends. There's a cost to all of this. So obviously the, the business has to make some sort of money. How competitive are you with your rates? You know, I'm actually priced the best <laughs> out of all the, all the, all the, uh, my competitors, as you say. Um, yeah, when I go on, cause now I have a certain idea of what everything costs. So when I see prices and when I look at the itinerary, I can see like, okay, I know this costs this, this costs this, this costs this. And then you see a gap, but I am a smaller business. So it does make sense. Um, that people's prices could be higher if they have a staff of, you know, 20 people, then, you know, you have payroll, you know, versus for me, I, since, like I said, I, I was in music festivals before here and even event management. And I always, when I'm hired, it's just a fee, a line items of what the things cost. And then there's a fee at the end. So well, my price points is the same way. I don't upcharge anything. And one of the perks is, for example, like if I'm doing trips to Dominican Republic or lately in Tulum um, or Greece, like, since they know I'm, I'm a good, I'm always coming, I get a better price point. So on excursions, if you would get it for $100, I get it for 80. And I give it to my clients for 80, not the 100. You know, so even though I have a fee in there, my prices and everything else are lower. So it averages out where if you were to go by yourself, you would have paid the same amount without even with me adding my fee. You get what I'm saying? So price point wise, it's you're getting a better price. And I'm laying everything out for you so you don't have to do any of the work of finding it out. Because that's the worst too. Like I know people that have traveled to certain destinations by themselves and then travel with me and say, like, this is a completely different trip. You know, like I didn't even yeah, like I didn't know this existed. Or, you know, or the energy is group was way better. Like I came here by myself and I had a way better time with y'all. You know, so and I get that often. What makes you different? to like a well-known tour company? Honestly, I haven't, I, you know, it, I, I believe other ones are boring. <laughs> like, like, like one of our hashtags is no boring vacation. So like we literally have fun. So it's, it's not, and there aren't any other tour companies that do nightlife as well. So we, I do all, actually also incorporate nightlife. Um, so it's, it's the full, it's not just a culture trip. It's not just, so we, from like, the really fly restaurants to, to cool excursions. So like in Greece, we have, or in, I just did a trip to Dubai. 
like we had like a 92 foot uh, or a, a private yacht, you know, so we have like really high end excursions as well. Uh, a couple of ladies did um, jumped out of airplanes, skydiving. I'm scared of heights personally, but I guess anything you want, we can set up. And then people always uh, start to like either come a few days earlier or stay, uh, stay a few days later. And then we plan that for people as well. So like, and we have different levels. So say, for example, if you want more of a VIP experience, we set that up for you as well. And then we also do private trips. So say if you're not into wanting to hang out with new people, you just want to come with you and your personal friends, we do that as well. What type of members do you look for? Are we, are we talking about people in the luxury field, budget, sort of in between? Well, what, what are we talking about here? Five five or six years ago, we started off more budget. Right. But then we, but then at the end of the day, I don't want to shortcut it because I want people to get the right experience. Um, so we've raised a little bit, but I want to I wouldn't necessarily say luxury. That's more of our private trips. Mm. Um, but these is more, I mean, it's and mind you, this is all relative based off of you know income or what you what you're willing to spend um to travel. But right now I think we're in the perfect like um our Dubai trip, for example, right now, the double occupancy is, is about seventeen hundred for five days. And that includes like five star hotel for four days, welcome dinner at a high end restaurant, um, uh, desert safaris, uh, nightlife, table service for one night, all transportation. Like you, you get a lot for your money, you know. So it's I, like literally, I have somebody that just traveled with me to Dubai uh, last month, and then they're coming back in November to, to Dubai again. <laughs> like not even a different destination <laughs> because they like no, it's just an awesome time, and I want to do more. Do you have to be a member for a year, two years? What, how, what, what so sort of membership? Yeah, so how, the membership, how does it work? The membership is more just to make sure because uh, I truly believe in energy and, and, and positive people. So what I'm saying, same mindset, that's more of like we're all on vacation together. We're, we're bringing it in. So we just want to make sure we're all positive. So it's the membership is just so I can know who you are. So there's no like, like quote unquote randoms when you take them out the country. You know, so it's it's kind of like I'm like the doorman to make sure like, OK, yeah, you're cool. Let's go. <laughs> like, so, uh, But we have different levels of membership. We have um, a higher end one where because, like I said, everything's included. But say if you land and you, you don't want to do the hotel transfers, you want private transportation. So that would be included. We have a referral program that's included in more of the higher end. But then we also have a free membership where it's just like just introduce yourself. We just need to know who you are, where you're from, where you do for a living, blah, blah, blah. and then come on let's go um but yeah that's 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 more more of it and then like i said we we do want to we have like a family so we do want to know who everybody is and we even our website like um we have like our version of instagram and becoming friends and having chat rooms and stuff like that so that's included in our, in our membership but it's not you don't have to pay to be a member and as soon as you remember we started by referrals like who you um Obviously, when I started coming, it was just people I knew, <laughs> you know, so we went from there to take it to word of mouth, to take it to, you know, now outsiders. But even now, if you go on the website, like you can't just book online. You have to talk to us first. So that's another thing I think that separates us. You can't just know anybody can't just book online and say, hey, I'm coming. You know, like you still have to communicate with us and then we have to send you a link in order to, uh, to join us on the trip. There's a bit of an I guess a family family yeah. feel before anyone comes along. So you don't, and if sometimes if you don't speak to that person and they come on the trip, they might think, well, it's not actually what I've actually 
wanted. Yeah, I want them to be exactly. Exactly. So they know exactly what they are going into before they travel over. And yeah, I got the feeling. So do you do every single one of these trips yourself? So you're part of that part of this trip. I host every trip. So you, wow. Okay. So oh yeah, I left that part out. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking then. So with it growing, yeah, I think obviously is there's there for it to be to evolve where you maybe hire more hosts would that be the case is that what yeah, you're looking to do have, potentially i already have two hosts in mind that um when necessary they already started coming with me on trips so when necessary if i can't make it then they can host um but so far i mean because this is a way for me to travel as well because i love to travel of course <laughs> so so far i know I'm, I'm i'm going on, on the mall but i by this time next year, then yes, I'll, I'll have other people um, hosting as well. Yeah, of course. But, I, th I think you want to expand, don't you, where yeah. the business is, you know, it, I mean, you could be in a position where it's making it, the money, you know, the, the the revenue is coming in. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to worry about, because obviously as, you, as time goes on, you might not want to go to the same places over and over again, you yeah. know, depending yeah. on your family situation. Delegating and trusting people to do it since this is my baby. You know, that's always, that's always rough. Uh, there, there are constantly people that come up to me and ask me if they can work with me and they want to do it. But um, yeah, even the people I picked are, one person has, has been on like six of my trips. So they know exactly how I operate. They know what I like and, and they can do it as well. Another person actually from a, you know, I used to be a, into a brand manager for an experiential marketing company. So I would do tours and manage events. And they were uh, one of the people that was one of my associates. So I know that they know how to do it. They know their energy is always great. You know, they 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 can pay attention to everything, make sure everybody else is in great spaces. So that's somebody I trust to come on as a host as well. I've been on tours uh, with quite a few big big companies, and if the tour guide or the the host isn't great, then the entire tour can be a disaster. So <laughs> picking pick, yeah, well, picking someone with a bit of charisma. I think you've got to have a bit of charisma if you, if you are to to do. A, a, a gig like this and yeah. picking the right one i think it's i think you made the, i guess the right call in terms of if they don't well i think depending on time again time and how big big you come uh getting them trained up to the way that you want them to do a tour or do a trip i think it's really important for the brand equity really so you don't want to lose out on that hang on a second it used to be great but now it's since the hiring of staff or hosts, I should say, it's sort of gone downhill. We have certain events that we're going to start bringing that's larger events and event-based trips. But for what we're doing now, we like we do, we like our average of twenty-five people max. Like we don't like oh, so twenty twenty-five. That's quite a big big group. Yeah. Well, I think that's the for us so far. That's the perfect number. Like that's I think ten is 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 a little too small and then anything up like our grease strips we have 40 um that's for me for people to get the right experience and and to get the right amount of attention that i want everybody to be able to receive so i think about 25 is like the, the perfect number where okay because then of course in that group of 25 everybody isn't going to be on the same page either so you can find because you see people form their groups you know as far as like yeah clicks okay, between a group yeah like, we like to party or we like these kind of dinners. So, Hey, we're going to, we're going to hang out or mm. they, just, they really do bond friendships right there. Um, is that so, something that you actually would like though? Would you not want them to sort of all be 
in it together or i mean it's just yeah. gonna i guess it's gonna be happening isn't it if someone forms a click mm-hmm. it's inevitable isn't it and I, and I can talk tell you from experience even from small groups of 15 mm-hmm. you tend to meet five and you think, okay these are my five that i want to hang out yeah. with that will happen on day two and then on day four they've clicked up with, uh, with somebody else you know like it's it's it, it happens but yeah so our, our trip sizes are average about 25 people per trip um 60 60 percent women 60 is always about 60 40 what why 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 do you get more females traveling? women travel more than men like that's that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, even when I first started, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. That's just that's just the way the numbers always pan out. How have you coped during the pandemic? Assuming it's been a bit of a challenge for you. So 2020 was rough. We ended up just not to go back and forth with people and and have to cancel anything like this. We ended up just taking away all of our trips. 2020. So our first trip um, was New Year's. Um, that was our first trip back. And it was, yeah, it, it was rough because actually our biggest trip to date, earlier I said like we, we, were, we were starting like event trips, space trips would be larger. So we went like 100 people on different different spaces. And we so we set up a trip in um, Bali. Okay. Um, for Memorial Day weekend uh, 2020. And that was hands down our biggest trip. Like it, I think I might have, I made a comment about it on our Instagram and uh, briefly, and that we had 75 people sign up in the, in the first month out of the 100. Uh, that was our goal. So um, Bali wasn't open, was it, at that time, was it? Or? Bali closed. Bali closed, yeah. Yeah, so we, we were doing trips to Bali in 2019. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, the, in May, May 28th, I think it was, was, was going to be our biggest Bali trip. So that was... So that was rough because we had Bali yeah. lined up. We had a huge Greece trip lined up. Um, our first Dubai trip was coming. So, uh, and then of course, when that happened now, and everybody wants to refund, obviously, because they're oh, like, shit. hey, we can't go. But, and we're a small business, but none of the properties, nobody was giving refund. They were all giving, offering credit. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, and I understand, especially if you're in a smaller or a Caribbean, they're like, hey, if we give everybody a refund for these eight months, we're shut down. You know, so it made sense, but it was still stressful, you know, to have to relay that message to, to a couple hundred people, you know, what's going on. But I think the fact that we are, it was memberships and a lot of people have traveled with us before, they knew like I'm 100% transparent with everything. Um, and then so we, we did, we offer partial refunds and then um, a credit, uh, which at this point, I want to say maybe like 80% of the people have used. On um, on trips that we've already done uh, since since New Year's. Was there a worry then that potentially it could be disastrous if if people wanted full refunds and the business itself? Yeah, one one hundred percent. But yeah, like it was it was it was stressful times. But then knowing like okay, but once this is over, people are going to be really ready to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so whatever you're going through now, it'll everything will come back 100% or more once we're able to travel. And that's what happened. You know, once New Year's, once New Year's here, like I'm still getting emails like, hey, when's the next trip? Blah, blah, blah. Or where's the next, where are the list of destinations? Do you have any new places? Like, we're ready. You know, like, I, I'm, we have to get out of here soon. So, <laughs> so, so it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, obviously, we're still going through it. Um, and even, like I mentioned, Bali, like, 
they they listed that they were kind of open a few times and they didn't. Mm. You know, so we should just try to focus on places that are one hundred percent open right now. Yeah, and I'm always scouting. The people, I, obviously, we talked about. There's a lot of women, sixty percent women. Mm. Are your customer base mainly from the United States, or have you got people from all around the world? Unless they were referred. Like if they like, hey, I have a friend coming from. Uh, I think it was London. Um, but yeah, right now all of our all of our promotion, even our when we market, is just to um, United States. Assuming you want to expand and get people yeah. from around the world, go. Begin, I mean, obviously, that will mean, as we talked earlier, you would have to start getting more people involved in the business. Like that's actually what I've been working on for the last three months is just getting things ready, scale it, and and grow it, and take things to another level. Um, I was just content and happier with the position that I was at. Um, but then, yeah, it's, it's, it, but it's time. <laughs> it's time because everything was, is working, you know? So I was like, Hey, if you're happy, cause the goal, my goal has never been to like grow and make a lot of money. Blah, blah. My goal is in life or like you know, a lot of people say like, Hey, I want to build an empire, blah, blah. Like I just want to be happy, <laughs> you know? So, and free, you know, to do what I want, what I want. That's, that's always been, uh, my goal. So, but, and right now it's there, but since I do have people that want to get into this, this, this career path and, and get to the game of traveling. And so it's like, it just, it's only right. Like it just, as long as it makes sense and feels good, then I'm open to it. Yeah, any challenges that you faced whilst you've been on this venture, I assume there has to be a few obstacles that you've come across. I've come across a few. I mean, it was, and then even obviously at the beginning, it was rough because I actually, my first two trips, um, went very well as far as sales and 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 then my next two it was, was embarrassing. <laughs> you know, oh, like okay. why yeah, had three people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, so at that point, because we're everything, just to give people an idea what, what to expect are uh we post everything on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have videos of our trips, pictures from our trips. Like you can if you want it on our Instagram page, you you know what what our trips are about. So, yeah, so that was, um, I mean, since I've been doing this for six years, I don't know if I definitely learned from, from the challenges, but then I tend to like not think about them so much. So even when you brought that up, I know I've had plenty throughout the years, but like, I, for some reason off the top of my head right now, I can't even think of, think of, think of, uh, uh, too many outside of COVID. You know, I think COVID was such a big one. All the other ones, you know, turned into to a minuscule of, of a challenge. So I can't even think of those anymore. And just away from the business, uh, just, I'd like to know a little bit about you as well uh, as a person. Obviously, I asked you where the travel started, but just explain it in words. What does travel really mean to you? It's just being to appreciate what we have, you know, like the world. Um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So uh, I was came coming up in like the eighties where people don't even leave Brooklyn, not even to go to Manhattan. Like that's your bubble, you know? So being able to like, so it's, it's kind of, I think traveling is important. And I, and I kind of think like, it's, if you don't, it's kind of disrespectful or it's an injustice to, to the opportunities that we have. It's like, it's like having, building a, a, a an amazing house for your, for your family and kids. And then they're like, They've never even seen the house. They've only seen like a, a one room in it, you know. So all you have all this, but you only see one room. But no, you got to get out and actually experience everything. And then you, you know, and then even that, it just for me, traveling has changed, built my character. 
and other people that I know have begun began to travel, same thing, like from who they were before, where they started and who they are now. And they, they say, no, it's because, you know, I actually got a chance to see and understand and, and experience new things. So like, I, I just, but yeah, that's, that's everything to me. I'll put traveling over it. Like, I remember I came across uh, a woman once and she wanted to travel. She was like, when we were talking about, she wanted to book. And she was like, yeah, but that's a bag. Like she was comparing it to a, to a designer bag. It was like, there's no way that something that you just hold on your shoulder has, can compete with, you know, the experience that you're going to get from getting it on that plane and, and experiencing the culture of another, of another city. Cause you are based, you are who you are from what you know, you know, so this is all, you know, you're not giving yourself to a chance to blossom at all. It's completely changed the way you view life. I just said, at times you're materialistic, but now that's completely gone. You're just comparing the bag to a because to actually sometimes you can buy a bag which is more expensive than the actual vacation itself. Yeah, so talking about a fifteen hundred dollar bag. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> there you go. I, I I would rather have have the destination and, and enjoy, and because you can't really beat memories. I mean, because I always say to people when they ask me, "What does travel mean to me?" and that is. The nutshell itself. So you you could buy, let's say, a bag or a car or whatever. But then, the memories that you make from all the travel and the friends and whatnot, yeah. you, you can't change. I mean, it makes you, as you just said, it makes you who you are, really. So yeah, everything I have right now came from there. I met, met my wife traveling. I've 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 two new best friends from traveling. Uh, my my uh, other businesses that I have started from traveling. Mm. Uh, like everything that I have right now came from that, you know? So I, I basically like owe everything to travel. Everything I have, I think comes from travel. You mentioned that you, you got married and, you know, uh, I guess something that could slow it down is family. So uh, I guess you would have to incorporate everything into your, uh, your travel, into your family life. Have, has that ever crossed your mind in terms of what well, that's happened to the business? Uh, yeah, when I said uh, a year from now, we're thinking about this because, yeah, now since we are talking about children and blah, blah, so it's like, okay, I'll, maybe I, I do need, I do need help. I just, I just, yeah, like I said, I just love doing everything myself. Uh, and then hiring, like contracting people for certain specific things when we need help, but, um, just bringing somebody on board and trusting them, like, hey, to just do this, that's, that's just hard for me right now, but I'm going to open up. <laughs> I'm going to open up to that. Away from your work and business, I guess, do you have much? I guess it, the music stuff is your one of your big hobbies. Have you got anything else that uh, that you yeah, like to stick um, to? Yeah, I'm excited for live entertainment to come back. Um, basketball, but now I, I feel like I'm always getting hurt playing basketball. So I actually just took up golf. Um, yeah, I take lessons now, like once a week. It's it's. I had no idea this game was so hard. Uh, <laughs> so I'm and it's. I caught the bug quick. So I've been doing it for about a month and a half. So, um, yeah, playing golf. And then I'm actually from traveling. I feel like I need to learn another language. So I'm actually uh, in, uh, taking Spanish lessons as well now, a couple of days a week. Um, so that'll be the first, hopefully, uh, language, second language that I'll learn. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Before I let you go, can you just let everyone know where they can find you? Our website is thedestinationclub.com. And then our Instagram, which is where we uh, promote or show most of our things, is uh, 
is at the destination club. Well, I want to thank you again for your time, Siku. I really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you very soon. Okay, have a good one. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.